Buenos dias from Bitcrete. This is a Rorschach Venezuela update from February 24th, 2022. A quick summary of what's going down in Venezuela. On Thursday the 17th, the news that Alex Saab, alleged frontman for Nicolas Maduro, used to be an informant for the Drug Enforcement Administration, or the DEA, surprised many and gave a new nuance to the trial against him. Although his lawyer, Neil Schuster, asked the judge of the Southern District of Florida not to disclose that information, the judge published the documents that confirmed Saab's relationship with the DEA. The documents revealed that Saab had been in talks with the DEA since 2016 and had been working with them since 2018. Even though the agreement between Saab and the DEA established that he would work with them until 2019, Saab continued business with Maduro until he was apprehended in Cape Verde in 2022. His lawyers fear that the Maduro government will retaliate against his wife, who is in Venezuela. So far, the government has dismissed the information, assuring that this was another U.S. attempt to manipulate the country. Meanwhile, Alejandro El Puerto Andrade, ex-treasurer of the late Hugo Chavez, was released on Wednesday the 16th after U.S. justice reduced his sentence by 65%. He managed to reduce his sentence by pleading guilty to the charge of illicit association to launder more than $1 billion U.S. dollars through bribes and offered to provide more information on the Chavista figures involved. Last Sunday, the 20th of February, journalists of different nationalities collaborated and published an investigation in which Swiss Bank, Credit Suisse, allowed Venezuelans linked to the looting of the state-owned company, PDVSA, to open accounts and make transactions between 2004 and 2015. Credit Suisse kept the accounts open despite the fact that several of those involved were exposed and prosecuted. Among the people involved was Nervin Villalobos, former vice minister of energy of Hugo Chavez, who is under investigation for laundering PDVSA's money in Spain. Nicolás Maduro recently declared that, quote, Russia has the full support of Bolivarian Republic of Venezuela in the fight it is waging to dispel the threats of NATO and the Western world, end quote, following the escalation of tensions between Russia and Ukraine. After the Russian government mobilized troops to the Ukrainian border, opposing politicians and analysts in Venezuela are calling for a review of the nature of Russian army bases in Venezuela. On Tuesday the 22nd, the Israeli defense minister, Benny Gantz, accused the Iranian government of teaching Venezuelan military personnel how to build drones for military use, and said that Iranian governing authorities are terrorists who represent a threat to world peace. Also in international news, Venezuelans will now need a visa to go to Honduras. According to the Honduran government, the visas are based on reciprocity since Hondurans require visas to enter Venezuela. However, not only will Venezuelans have to pay $100 to get a visa, but they will also have to provide some other documents to go to Honduras. They will need to present a certificate of responsibility, an authenticated police and criminal records certificate, 
an apostled copy of the passport and the address and a photograph of the place in Honduras where the Venezuelan applicant will reside or stay. This new documentation is probably established as one more filter to dissuade Venezuelans from crossing Central America to reach Mexico and the United States as their final destination. Chilean President Sebastián Piñera deployed more than 700 military and police officers to Chile's northern border on Wednesday the 17th to stop the illegal immigration of Venezuelans. This plan is carried out under the State of Constitutional Emergency Exception, which will remain active for 15 days and may be renewed, if necessary, for 15 more days. In economic news, the Indian oil company Reliance is still lobbying the State Department to work with PDVSA, like many oil companies, after sanctions applied to Venezuela during the Trump administration. It lost its license to work with the country. However, in the second half of 2021, Reliance invested around $100,000 to lobby the Senate and currently continues to do so, claiming that the exchange of diesel for oil that it proposes to PDVSA is a humanitarian benefit and not an aid to the Maduro government. After Kimberly and Clark was intervened in 2016 at the request of its workers, the government had prohibited the purchase of raw materials from abroad. The company had to close its doors, leaving almost a thousand people unemployed. In 2016, the employees had asked the national government to take over the company. Fast forward six years to 2022. The situation hasn't improved. Workers say that they only earn $10 a month. The company is currently managed by Brazilian businessman Luciano Santos Queiros, who claims that he received the company totally bankrupt from the government and that he has no investment capacity to improve it. The Caracas Stock Exchange announced that in the first two months of 2022, the companies listed there have raised more than $3,500,000, which equates to an increase of almost 500% compared to 2021. The president of Venezuelan Plastic Industries Association announced last week that Venezuela is producing between 30 and 50,000 tons of plastic monthly. Ten years ago, plastic production was around 200,000 tons per month. At the moment, the country is importing almost 90% of their plastic consumption in spite of national producers increasing their numbers. Now, some COVID-19-related news. Nicolás Maduro informed that 102% of the elderly population in the country was already vaccinated. However, he confessed that he doesn't know where the 2% over the 100% comes from. Furthermore, Maduro announced this Tuesday that people will get a booster shot every four months, even though the international regulations suggest people to receive the jab every six months. The Spanish airline Plus Ultra sued Spanish newspaper Vos Populi after they linked the airline with Nicolás Maduro, saying that the economic rescue of almost 60 million U.S. dollars received by the state company of industrial holdings in Spain was disproportionate for an airline with only two aircrafts that flew mainly to Venezuela. The airline demands a compensation of almost $5 million because the newspaper article attacked their commercial reputation.
Inside Venezuela, the Polish embassy announced that this year, they will be working on building stronger bridges with the Venezuelan population in a series of sports, cultural, and economic activities in different cities of Venezuela. Also, the Caracas Cultural Center, Trasnocho Cultural, will reopen this Friday the 25th of February, after several months of being closed due to COVID restrictions and electric failures. And as a closing news, the lottery sellers who used to roam in the streets of the cities selling their tickets, but had disappeared years ago in the constrictive Venezuela, are now reappearing in the traffic lights. This is a sign that not only are there people who have a few bucks to spare in lottery tickets, but also that the prizes that were insignificant in the past years due to a frozen economy are getting better with the new dollarization of the economy. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. Some people are allergic to cat hair. We are allergic to ads. Personally, I'm allergic to both. Tell your friends about us so we don't have to take antihistamines. Thanks. Let us know your thoughts and ideas by sending us a DM on Instagram at Rorschach Venezuela. Hasta la próxima. Thank you.